Hello, everybody, and welcome to Just Impolite Love podcast with myself, David Claysbrook, and the Honorable Jennifer Ellen Parker. How are you today, Jen? I, I'm doing really well. I, I had an incredibly good day. Yes, you did. Yep. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I had a good day as well. You had a busy day. I did have a very busy day, but it was a good day. A lot of VIPs. A lot of VIPs where I work. You know, shuffle them around. That's fine. It was an hour. And then you taught yoga. Yes, and I taught yoga. And now I'm here. And you got a free dinner out of it. I got a free dinner out of it, which is always just the shiznat. That's it's always good for free food. I get a lot of free food. People from women? F- no, no. Uh, I, I, from men? Men bring yeah, you free actually, food? Yeah, um, <clears> actually, <throat> one of my students, well, they're a married couple, but um, uh, and he makes it. His name's Dave. And he brings, almost every Monday, he brings me a meal for dinner during the week. What did he bring you this week? Um, I haven't eaten it. It's like a meatloaf, um, some bread. can't remember what else. I'm going to eat it tomorrow. I'm very excited about it. And then some people just bring me food. There's a one of a, she's a yoga instructor in the area. She just like literally drops food off on my doorstep and just lets me know that it's there. Are you, are you dating this yoga instructor? No, no, she's she's got a boyfriend. She just this is news to me. No, she just she just she makes extra food and she just drops it off. I think she Actually, works around. That's the, really nice. I think she works around the corner. So I think she works in Rollingsford. So she just says, hey, if you're there, I'll just drop it off. Just super nice. Like she it's, made this chili. It was excellent. Yeah. But Dave good. Dave makes some chili too, and it's really good. You think it's better than the yoga instructor's chili? Oh, it's hard to say. The yoga instructor's is much healthier. It's totally going to turn the spigot off but, if you tell but, but her Dave, chili's Dave, not as Dave's, good. Dave's is really good. Dave, Dave makes, Dave's a really good cook. Are they both <clears throat> spicy, hot? or No, Dave's is. Dave's will be spicy and hot. Hers is more like bean uh, featured, if you will, and a little bit more healthy. But it's excellent. I'm a big chili connoisseur. I like my chili. Well, that's good. Yeah. So you you got a free dinner at my house because I kind of had a, a dinner party tonight, right? Well, yeah. It was um, we had the first monthly meeting of we are kind of reenacting the Dead Poets Society. That's right. Did you see that movie? Yes, I've seen them. Yes. Except um, we're kind of we're kind of bending the rules a little bit. Oh, they can be alive. It's <laughs> a, a, a pretty big rule. They can they can be alive. Um, <laughs> two of the guests wrote their own poems, which were really they, special. They're definitely alive, so it's definitely bending the rules. Yeah, but we had um, so I made dinner, and then um, I saw those cupcakes in the picture, and I still haven't had a cupcake. I'm just. I'm You're just, just getting free food everywhere. I'm just pointing that out. I'm just pointing well, that it's out. Not, there's, it's not there like was cupcakes in the picture, and there was there's no cupcake in front of me. I just I just. So she made gluten free, which they were delicious. There's there's some in the microwave. I wish I knew. They're funfetti with frosting, and then every kind of um, sprinkle shape you can think of. Wow! Every color. Really I would really enjoy that. Yeah. If only I had a, a good host. You're kind of just like um, a business partner. You don't usually, business partners don't usually get all the accolades and all the extra treatment. That's like, all that stuff is reserved, I think. Yeah, but I'm right? a guest in, I'm guest in your home right now. Kind of not kinda... real anymore. I feel like we've moved past that. <laughs> so, like. Anyway, so. Um, Today's podcast <laughs> we'll take two. is going to be cupcakeless, and you want me to get up right now? No, no, I don't want you to get up right now. And get me a cupcake. Just, just know that, that would kind of be like I would be waiting on you, and that's a whole other. That will save for civil discourse. Civil discourse. Okay, we'll save that for civil. No, I or think gender roles. Gender roles. Yeah. No. I'm, no gender roles. That's I'm not good. waiting on you. Well, so this is so this is take two. Yes, we have. I had we, some calls today, wondering where <laughs> the podcast was. The podcast. It's Wednesday. Yeah, we're taping on the day that it's supposed to be out. It's about 
It's after 10 o'clock at night. Yeah, and I'm very tired. I really want to go to bed. You're not grumpy, though. No. You're surprisingly in a really good mood this no, week. I, well, um, it's been a, a busy but good week, and then um, I'm tired. I need to take a shower. And You don't smell. No, well, no, I don't. I cleaned the house today. It like, looks, there was no tomorrow. Really like, like, it looks like it looks really clean. You know what I like about you? What's that? You you notice things. Do I? Yeah. You noticed... Um, the flowers? The wreath? Yeah, I'm a big fresh-cut flowers in my home. They look very pretty. And the, I put a wreath on the door, so mm. it's not, like, just this bare door. Yeah. It's not like my house, where it's just <laughs> stark and soulless. You're... Um, <laughs> Your, wall, your walls are a little... But I have a lot of art on my I, walls. I have nothing on my... Well, I have a couple pictures of me in the army. You the have wall. you have a lot of um, odes to Dave. <laughs> no, I don't. Yes. I don't have a lot of odes for Dave. Odes I have to Dave. Pictures, I have two pictures on the wall, and they're pictures of a bunch of people. Like It's a group photo. So of you in the army. Of me in the army. It's not an ode to Dave. I'm a group. You can't even point me out. Have you even I'm trying to think. Have you... Do, I don't see any pictures of me. Down here. Well, I don't have anything else. Um, it's a good thing you know someone that owns a store with with some art. Art. I should. Yeah, but I, I have no taste in art. I just I just have no taste. You know what? Art is one of those funny things that it's it's really something that catches your eye. Something that you and you don't have to explain. It's just something that feels a good for you. Amy was a art major. She had a master's in art history. I did not know that. And uh, she said that. Art is anything that elicits emotion from you. Very true. I agree with that. And you, so behind you in my living room. Oh, it's that horrible bird. No, it's a, is that, it's a three-dimensional bird head. It's horrible. No, it's, it's not. absolutely horrible. It was a local artist. I'm not going to say his name now because you're I'm not, it's, belittling I'm, hey, it. The, no, I'm not. The, the, the quality is great. <laughs> and I'm sure, I mean, What kind I of bird is it. that? I, it, it, I don't know. It kind of looks like a prehistoric <laughs> rapture. Yeah, like 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 an idiotic. It's red, rapture. orange, yellow, black. I, I just I just don't like the three D aspect of it. It's like sticking out. It's from just the, wall. the head and the beak sticking out from the wall. Yeah, that would. But it elicits joy from me. It freaks so, me out a little bit. So Amy would be okay with that. No, actually, she hated <laughs> birds. <clears throat> she had a bird phobia, except for penguins. She liked penguins, but. You know what's funny? I also have a bird phobia. Live birds. The bird on my wall does not bother me. She would hate that thing. Well, she would burn this house down. She wouldn't come in here. That's, that that's a that's a big statement that you're is. making. She would not. She would come burn my house down. She would burn this house down before she came into it with that head on the wall. Oh my goodness. Anyway, so last so, week you were wrong about a couple things. A couple things. Or actually, you were wrong about one thing, and I was off on another. So I was wrong about the vata is water, and I knew this, and I think I just kind of... You said the vata was water. That's it's what I'm not... saying. I, was saying it was wa- I said it was water. It is not water. It's air or <clears throat> ether. So if they're listening <clears throat> to this podcast for the first time, they didn't listen to the yeah, prior so go, Well, first, go back and listen to episode three. <laughs> and then second, that it, vata is uh, the dosha element or the dosha... Uh, personality slash body type thing uh one of three which is uh, kapha pitta and vata and vata is air last week i said ether it was, it was, right last week i said it was water it is not water it is air and ether and i was all excited because i was how many weeks ago was i trying to explain the concept of ether to you yeah. And you looked at me like ago. I had three eyeballs. Now, the good thing is my concept of what Bata is was correct. It just, I had the wrong element. That's okay. Yeah, we all make mistakes. Yeah. And we were <laughs> we were talking about the chakras, which we both have studied for over 10 years. Yeah, and you think I would know this, I swear to God. I can't believe I messed this one up. No. But so, your seven principal chakras, because do you know there's more than seven chakras? Did you know that? I did not know that. I thought it was just the... No. It's so... It's eight, eight chakras. So there's actually... There's eight. Eight, fine. But I'm saying that there's even a lot more than that. I did not know that. But anyways, 
we were saying your root chakra, I was saying your root chakra is predominantly masculine, which could be true, but if your chakras are balanced, your energy is balanced, then um, they'll have an equal amount of masculine feminine and feminine energy. energy. And that goes, we had also all, talked about the eight. crown chakra all being Because you were saying that the crown chakra was mainly because feminine. Because it's more powerful. It's more fat. The goddess. It's a higher level. Higher consciousness, so it has to be so it female. Has to be feminine. <laughs> you agreed with me, probably, You were. I threw up my mouth a little bit, but I agree. No, you were. You had a bee in your bonnet. <laughs> you were like. my bonnet, right. All my friends were like, well, he wasn't that angry. He was a little passive aggressive. Trying to be good. No, you know what I say? Just be yourself. You do you. And I think be authentic. If you're. If you're Pissed at me. Be pissed. That could be real I don't. I really. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. All right. So those are the two big things we got wrong, right? Yes. Is there anything else? Probably. I'm Probably. sure. I'm sure. That's fine. But then, so we went to do the episode four on Sunday. Yeah, and it just got all screwed up because people knocking on doors and dogs running around, and but they're quite calm right now. I think you know what. For everyone that's really concerned about their well-being, mm-hmm. Ruby and Harry are finding some <clears throat> common ground. Yes, I think so. Well, I think their common ground might be it's after 10 and they're tired <laughs> and they're like, we're going to sleep. I don't know what you're doing. No, but I think um, the more that, you know, neither of the dogs had a huge amount of socialization. No. Uh, Harry can be a little bit iffy with other dogs. and I know Ruby can be, too. So we got to be careful. Ruby was horrible. Yeah. There was no if about it. Yeah, so. She was horrible with so other dogs. I got to watch him with other dogs too. So he has nipped her a couple times, yeah. and I think. Oh, well, she's nipped him too. So oh, I missed been... that one. Oh yeah, she's she's gone after him. That's okay. They're getting it's getting better. They're very quiet. Yeah. So well, they're tired. And the other feedback I got was because I had done her story. I went oh, ahead yeah. of you because. I'm going to be out of the country yeah, a little bit, so you're all... Yeah, so you're going to Puerto Rico next week. I don't know if you're supposed to tell people that. Why? And when. But Why? there will be many people at the farm oh, yeah. when no, Libby and I were there's gone. People, there's people here all Staying the time. Staying here. Yeah. People here all the time. So Dave, you'll do his story when Yeah, I'm I'll gone? Do, I'll do a his story next week. But the comments I got were a couple of people saying, please don't play music in the background. Yeah, but I think for me, I was one of those people. <laughs> you were you were loud and clear, but for me, I it was it's kind of odd to sit in your house by yourself talking to yourself. So I do I, I do it all the time. Yeah, I need expert advice. But you said you listened to mine. Yes, I liked it. That was really good. Thank you. Well, I like your writing. I have a lot of people still coming in talking about. Um, alcoholism and hearing your your sharing of Amy's story and I think that um we'll probably it's something we'll always talk about because you know it's so prevalent and I think we forget how many people are affected oh it's huge by it whether they're um struggling or someone they love is struggling well, it's even you know I think it goes even deeper than that so it was alcoholism that she struggled with but it, it was because of she was damaged and hurt and also I guess it's 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 a she struggled mentally you know to depression um self-worth things that go deeper than that or that you know alcoholism I think was maybe a symptom was it you know it's a disease but it's a symptom of that yeah you know I mean I'm not a psychologist and I'm, I'm not an expert on that but you know, just from my experience with Amy. Alcoholism is not the cause. No. So uh, it's, you know, she drank for a reason. It was to, I don't know, numb herself. To um, the whole issue of, um, you know, everyone, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, dating while damaged. And, yeah, you so know, sorry, a, that, something right. every will perfect lead in yeah. that, like, everyone, um, Someone that was at the house tonight for the Dead Poets Society dinner 
she said she was so kind. I can't say her name. She goes, don't put me on the podcast. But she's listening tomorrow morning. Um, she said that everybody's damaged. She's right. And especially, um, especially as we get older, because you have more experiences and it's just inevitable that you're going to be hurt. But unfortunately in my case, I was damaged very, very, very young. Yes. Right. So then you look at that and the ripple effect, how that, how that takes shape when you're trying to form your first friendships, mm. how that takes shape when you're, you know, you have your first boy crush or girl right. crush or, mm. and then also when you get your first job, like I think back over my life and that whole power struggle for me or the authority figure was very skewed. Yeah. Um, and then you know, what's weird, especially when I got into leadership roles, me having to navigate the role of being a leader was extremely difficult for me. And um, like you said with Amy, like the question of self-worth, like I I just struggled with that. Like, yeah, and, and we could talk about more of this in another podcast when we talk about gender roles. Okay, or something that goes, goes into that. But when we talk about being damaged not just dating, but yeah, it goes into all aspects of your life. So, uh, and then you can maybe hide it, control it, suppress it, uh, deal with it in another manner when you're in a public forum. So like work, uh, friendships. But I think once you get into a intimate relationship, you can't really hide it. Well, it's going to come out. Well, here's the thing, too. Does everyone know they're damaged? I didn't know I was I, damaged until my mid-20s. Right. I, I, I don't think... Well, I, I'm, all I can speak to is, like, uh, like from the military PTSD thing, I know I knew a lot of... I still know a lot of soldiers that were... And, uh, that have PTSD, but, you know, it's, yeah, it's not that bad. I'm fine. What it's, did I ask you right before we started the podcast? I can't remember. It's 10 o'clock at night. Like, and I'm like, let's. Um, what time did I text you? Three o'clock. I said, let's do the podcast tonight. Oh yes, yeah. You're such a good sport. I am. I'm a very. You said good I would sport. feed you free dinner. Yes, you said you'll. I'll have. Yeah, give me leftovers. That was the best. Yes, I was like, yes, you can. I can eat leftovers. No, that's not what you said. But anyways, I, I said. I said to you, I said, because to me, having just met you, you seem to have it all together. Oh, yeah. I, and well, I said, does your PTSD affect you? Yeah. Like, has it affected your dating life? Has it? I, I'm going to say it hasn't, from what I can tell from other people, so like talking to you and some other ones, and maybe it's because I'm a guy. And maybe this goes to gender rules as we talk later on. I don't think my damage has impacted me as greatly. Where I've started to know, especially since now, with Amy's passing, it's a little different right now. I know that mentally I'm not in a spot to date. That it's... um, I'm just not there yet. So, but I think one thing it has opened me up to, definitely, is understanding how I would date a damaged person. And trying to be sensitive and give validity to the person that I'm with, especially after, with Amy, and really now, and it's really unfortunate, I didn't really understand how damaged she was. Till really that last week of her life. Um, in a, are we using the right word? I don't know if it's the right word. Sound as I'm sitting here, like thinking about it, like it might not be the right word, but it's the word I'm using. Is it condescending? No, I don't think it's condescending. I mean, we're not using it in a condescending way. I there could be a different word for it that's better, but I'm not a psychologist, psychiatrist, therapist type person, so there might be something better. But, I mean, I call myself damaged. So, and that's... Is that the liberal side of me coming out? Maybe. Wanting to make sure I'm using the, the right word? The progressive, yeah, the right word. 
So if we're not using the right word, you guys can let us know, and then we'll, we'll correct that <laughs> on the next episode. But we're not using it in a negative or derogatory. It's not well, and that's I'm sitting here thinking and hearing you say things about Amy and well, that's that's what I mean is I I, I don't want it. To, I don't want it, and I don't even know Amy. Like, but I don't want so, it to come across as right. No, and I, I derogatory. Like, that's like, what I mean is is the last week of her life when she gave up drinking. And she was sick. In a sad twist, it was probably the most honest week we had. And I got to know Amy to a point where it makes it even harder now. Because now I, after that week, and then she passed, I really, I feel it now. That there was this relationship that we could have had that is no longer there. That wasn't available now. There was a chance that if I, if if she was able to get past this, which she couldn't get past it, and and I don't blame her for that, and I'm not faulting her for it, but there was such a beautiful person under there that if she had, if we had found a way to get past all that, it would have been beautiful. It would have been wonderful, but it. it she couldn't get past it. And, but isn't uh, but isn't that so? Isn't that everybody? Like I'm hearing you. Well, I, I'm a, sure it is. Well, maybe it's not everybody, but it's. I, I'm sure it's a good portion of people. Well, so here, so okay. I'm so excited to be saying this just like, yet again. But like three divorces under my belt. Like my last marriage. It wasn't a case that we didn't love each other. No. Why we split. And mm. to be careful of what I'm saying, because all relevant people are still in this community. Mm. But, like, if... And the reason I asked is damage the right word, because maybe even demons. Like, we all have our demons that we're dancing with, that we're struggling with. Mm. That, for whatever reason, when conflict comes up or an obstruction in the relationship or just you get to that place where you're just you're either fighting and knocking your head against the wall or you're checking out right you hit a wall and you have to one person just keeps heading hitting their head against the wall the other person checks out and it's like how for me like you said you as you get to know me i don't know you just said two minutes ago but like things you've noticed with me which I'm, I really want to know what that is. But like, for me, where my baggage or my history is, you know, my defense mechanism is to run. Ironically, with my last marriage, I feel like I was the fighter. Mm-hmm. And, but I didn't have the coping skills so that once we got to that place where there was the standoff, that's when I ran. Right. And by running, I just sank into my shell or I started another business or I ran for state politics, anything to take the focus off of the conflict and the struggle that was happening in my own home. Because for me, my own home above anything else needs to be safe. And for me, safety is honesty authenticity and accountability. So I think maybe what we're talking about here is so when we're carrying baggage or demons or we're damaged, whatever we want to call it, and you're trying to date, I think so there's, so if if I, you know, if I can go through the dating process, if you will, so up to marriage, or even in marriage. In, I'm well, going to argue. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say you so, date in marriage. Right. So Yeah, absolutely you do. So, you know, you meet someone, you start to get to know each other, but there's going to be a superficiality to it, right? So because, you know, if you just meet somebody and you're on a first date, you know, we're, we're not getting into the, like, the deepest, darkest parts of our souls. Except you and I. Well, it wasn't a date. We met for coffee for the podcast. And you got into the deepest, darkest well, part of your not, soul. Well, I, well, everybody kind of knew about it already. I, I didn't it. know about it. Well, we were talking about a business proposal, and I wanted to make sure you understood what you were getting into. Uh, but I, I think what we 
So, you know, eventually you get to the point where you're trying to get past that superficiality. And that's, as you kind of pointed out, you know, safety or a matter of trust. Um, I know, I mean, just being a man, that safety for, in my experience, I should say, uh, for women is a big issue. They need to feel safe with their partner, both physically and mentally. And now fully, I shouldn't say fully, understanding what Amy went through much more and being much more open to what she had to go through, especially in that last week. I further understand that that she felt safe with me, but she was carrying so many demons with her that she couldn't get over that. And sometimes we can't get over things. So we have to come, come to that compromise of our, with ourselves of what are we willing to sacrifice to have a relationship with a person going forward. And kind of what to you said is it's either that fight or flight mode. So, you know, you're either going to fight for it, if you will, fight against it, or you're going to run it. from it. It, it, run from it. Like, and I, when I say leave it, I mean, like you kind of say, you, like you find something else to take up your time or you go inward and you don't express, you know, concerns, uh, things that you want in a relationship anymore. And I, I just, you know, once again, I'm coming at from my point of view, like we were talking about, like, how's my PTSD impacted my dating, if you will. And honestly, I like besides the last year, um, I, I wouldn't say it's a huge impact, but from listening to people over the last year, uh, and especially with women, um, that I've noticed is that safety is a big issue. They need to feel safe to be in that relationship so they can open up. Uh, and I think that's, once a woman can open up with her man and gender roles, all that stuff put aside, you know, insert whatever you so want. So just there. say two adults opening two up adults. to one okay. another. Um, but there's there's probably going to be a feminine and masculine. I mean, everybody's got feminine and masculine Oh, traits I don't think and, you want to go there. Well, we do. We all do, right? Don't we? I'm asking honestly. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, well, it's like the chakras. They all have feminine and and masculine so so the episode that we were talking about yoga i thought we were skimming it ever so slightly the spiritual aspect of it and then i get the comment that we went way down the rabbit hole and i was like oh my god we were like barely talking so like i think for this yeah okay so so let's let let me just skim so just So, so i think i know what you're saying like but for me i've been in relationships where I was the strong. I was the yeah. strength. But I, but you know, is that like I said, we can talk about some gender roles later on. But is that where you're comfortable being? I, you know, I think people are in different places at different times. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I, what I could stand or handle, or what I thought I needed at 22 is far different than absolutely me looking. Here I am, age 50. I am mm-hmm. alone. Mm-hmm. I have one daughter at home, two adult children, and I'm looking at my future as, oh, I'm going to be the cat lady. Like, I've already been married three times. I'm, yeah, what is what is my dating future? And, like, honestly, at the restaurant, I, well, I had the one gentleman that hit on me, and he was very, he was attractive. And that lasted a week and that felt great and everything. But generally it is 75 year old men Mm -hmm. wanting to take (laughs) care of me. And I'm just, I'm not that type of person. And then you add my trust issues or my, I would say my trust issues. I just don't. They're hard to get over, right? It's hard to get over. I don't. I, in the back of my head, I will always be like, when this ends, this is how I'll be able to take care of myself. Or even now, like, um, the, you know, I dated someone for 
gosh, from February to August. And I was very aware of who was paying all the time. I took him on some weekend getaways and paid for them. And more so because it was for me to say, I'm in control. I'm in, I've got this, you can't hurt me. Do you feel it was a defense mechanism? I don't, I guess. So you didn't have to rely, like you felt like you didn't have to rely on this individual? The the true defense mechanism was that I, right when we first started seeing each other, I told him that um, I would run from him. <clears throat> so you're, you already knew. I, well, I just knew. Well, I mean, I that's mean, a defense mechanism. You were already giving up on it. I did not see a future for that relationship. And right. I, and I feel horrible about that. Like... And the fact that I verbalized it, I'm like, I'm such a weirdo. Like, who does that? Like, well, maybe, you know, maybe you were at a point where you were looking for that either. Like, as you were saying before, you know, I was not looking for right. that so when you that were landed in for my lap. A, probably part of you was saying, I'm looking for that happily ever after. No, but, at that point, I was well, looking for isolation. The, yeah, in that other part of you was saying, no, I just, I just want to have somebody to be around for uh, some amount of time. I think when you, when you're, so all three of my marriages were long-term relationships, um, except for the last, they were over 10 years. And the last one I think was eight or nine years. And I'm, hor- I'm horrible with math and all of geography, all of that stuff. But I think when you're so used to being in a long-term relationship, what's happening to me now is that when I meet someone, my head automatically goes to can I see myself with this person long-term? Do I want to be with this person long-term? What is that going to look like? Because I feel like my pattern in life is that I fall into these long-term relationships and then I fall short. I end up breaking up and then it's a lot of pain. Like I, here's the thing. I think when I hear people say, you know, I've been married for 40 years and it's a lot of hard work. I don't discredit that. I am so envious of people that are in once one relationship for a lifetime. That's my dream. Where it gets a little wonky to me is if I feel as though people are saying that to passively also say getting a divorce is the easy way out. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, after doing it three times, it is not. I do not recommend it. I do not recommend it. I no. I wonder sometimes if we we also the way we define relationships. You know, it's you know, it's got to be long term. You know, maybe you know to that relationship you had last year where it's shorter term. There's nothing wrong with that. I it was um it was a gift in a lot of ways. Mm Um, that was what I did my podcast on was yeah. that, you know, we, we were working together and developed a friendship. And, um, after Kyle left, Kyle left in September and then there were four of us that went out for Valentine's. Um, one person was married and three of us were single and it was kind of like just to celebrate the a holiday without it being like stick a knife in your heart kind of a thing. Yeah. Hi, Harry. Yeah, Harry's whining. Harry does whine. Ruby barks. Yeah. But anyways, like it was, it was unexpected. And you know, what? honestly was not an individual that I ever guessed that I would end up in a relationship with. But with all of that said, there was a deep connection. Yeah. And you know, sometimes relationships run their course you know you know not every relationship has to be forever uh it's one of those things i think we as a society have to come through is that it's okay sometimes if okay it doesn't work so you've been married once yes how long did that marriage last uh technically 19 years that's a long time yeah but it was over after six months i know you told me that (laughs) i actually know that sinking feeling when you realize you've you've chosen badly yeah, well, I it wasn't that I knew that, but I 
stayed in it because, well, that's what you do. That's what you're supposed to do, I right? I think we're kind of like that last generation that has that yeah. mindset so, I mean, or that upbringing. I mean, it was definitely over after probably about 13 years. I think we knew it. We weren't even really living together after that. Um, yeah, it just took some time to really kind of put the nail in the coffin. Um, and then you met I would Amy? never do that again. What, marriage? No, no, being a marriage like that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't accept that anymore. One of the things that a, a girlfriend of mine and I talk about is being lonely when you're in a marriage Yeah. or lonely in your own home when your home, your home is or, filled or, with people. Right. Exactly. Um, it's painful. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, when you try to date and you're, you're carrying those demons or baggage or damage, you know, like at least from my point of view, like I'm trying to be very honest with myself and what I need and what I want. Um, and when I'm ready to go forward, I'll go forward. Uh, but I think that once we have to, we have to, and it, nothing's ever going to work out perfectly. There's not nothing. So even if you have somebody that you're going to love, uh, or you do love, they're going to hurt you. Maybe not intentionally, but it happens. I said things to Amy sometimes that got her really upset and made, just triggered her just because she had trigger points. She had some um, eating issues. So I'd say things and I would think that, hey, there's nothing wrong with me saying that and it would trigger her. You know what's funny about that? Because, and I was wondering why you said that to me, but you said to me before, I like the way you eat. And I was like, <laughs> and, but I think when you're dating and you're in an intimate relationship with someone and there's things that you struggle with, you tend to look outside your relationship and, you know, is that, you know is what that, I mean? Is that normal or is, is that, that okay? normal? Well, for me, it's I... acceptable. Yeah, but... What's well, where the, that open communication has to come in. So if, if you're triggered by something from me, but I don't know that's a trigger for you, is that on me or is that on you? So the old me, the old me would say that's on you. And I think that's incorrect. So, for instance, um, the person I was dating uh, before, I come up with nicknames for people that I date. Not that I date a ton of people, but um, to the, the guy that Last. essentially picked me up at the restaurant. We went out oh. New Year's Eve. Okay, yes. His nickname is January. His nickname is January. So before January, um, the person that I was dating from... I didn't really have that nickname for him. But anyways, he 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 looked exactly like my dad did when he was younger. Mm. His his body type, um facial features and even and that triggered me. Mm. And but I had even said that to him when I first started working with him and we weren't even friends, I said, Oh my God, you look, I'm bringing in pictures cause you look like my dad. And he had no idea what my history was or anything. Right. And he goes, eh, <laughs> right? yeah, like it right. was just like, why is she saying this to me? And, um, it did trigger me. And I, and I wonder too, if that's why I knew I would never pull and also to mention he was considerably younger. Hmm. Is that an issue? don't know if that's an issue I, uh my mom always says eight years difference he was younger than that yeah um I, well i had another person that tells me 12 years difference i think so one of the things that you were saying um when we got off on a tangent is that when you're dating and you have baggage or demons and the only way you're, I feel like the closest you're going to get to a healthy relationship or what I'm finding with myself is to really figure out who I am first. What I do see. I want? What do I need? And it sounds selfish, but my sister just recently got divorced. She was the last holdout of the family of five. She just ended a 39-year marriage, mm. which is crazy. Yeah, but, you know, she she was looking forward to this episode. I'm I'm thinking it's probably not going to be well, very helpful. <laughs> so I, I've heard quite a few women say this, that, you know, um, I have to know myself first. 
You have to love yourself. And I, I agree. Right? And we grow up hearing that. You can't but, love anyone else until you love yourself. But I don't know. It doesn't have to also be perfect. I don't think you have to have everything figured out. Um, I think, you know, most of us have an intuition that will guide you right if you're listening to it. And I don't know. I don't know. Well, well no. I mean, it's... Because when you first start dating someone, there's either chemistry or not. Right. Or then sometimes when you start dating someone, then a week later, you're like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe there's something there. And, and it's okay to explore that. And it's also okay to pull back from it. So if you're like, you know, hey, there's, you know, your first date, you agree to go out somewhere and there's a lot of chemistry and things seem to be going good for a couple weeks. And Is it okay to have sex on the first date? Why not? Are there any rules around that anymore? As long as you're two consenting adults. I don't know. I, I think that's part of the, you know, the rules of society. Like, you know, hey, you know, if, if, you, hey, if you can get yours that night, go for it. You can get yours. Yeah, that's how you're saying yours it. That night, if that's what you need. And you're willing to go you for it. You can get your needs it. taken I, care of. I, I'm all, I, hey, yeah. Hey, we, we all have needs that need to be taken care of, right? So if that's what Are you, you asking me? Or are you telling well, me? I'm, I, I think we do. Um, but I think it's, you know... There's not one right answer. I think that's what I'm trying to get at with this is that, you know, do you have to know yourself and love yourself first? Absolutely. Does it have to be 100%? Well, thank you for saying that. No. You know, because that's where that's where I am is like, oh, my gosh, I'm the, the perfect test case because, like, <laughs> obviously I'm not doing something right. And then, you know, my mom was, my mom's very worried about each episode, what we're going to say. <laughs> she was at the house tonight. She goes... I don't know what they're going to say. But anyways, like my mom said to me, she goes, you're not, she goes, you're very young. Like you can't, she was very clear to say that I shouldn't get married again, but like, (laughs) but I'm young. So, but then I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, what does that mean? Like, so if I start dating someone and there's chemistry and there's this connection, then do you become exclusive? Like to me, exclusivity, if it, if you become sexual, sexually active, to me that equals exclusive. Exclusivity. Right. That's just that's a uh, well, game I, role I, for me well, personally. With, with the STDs out there and the chances and stuff like I, I say I, I, I don't want to swim in the STD pool. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, I want to minimize my chances. Because right? if you think about it, when if you and I were to sleep with anybody, we're also sleeping with all of the individuals right. they've slept with over the years. Right. And now I'm fifty. You're your birthday's coming up. Yes, it is. So I'll be 47. Do I have to get you a gift as your co-host? No. I, please, I don't need anything. I don't even want... I'm one of those people... I'm going like, to get you a new microphone. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need anything for my birthday. But I, I, but I think it's... Right. There's... I think we often put self-imposed... Well, us, your, ourselves, the individual, and then also I think society places restrictions and rules on us. Now... Some of them are there for reasons in the sense of, yeah, maybe you don't want to be dipping into the STD pool. What much. rules? Uh, but at the same time, if if you feel ready for something, then go for it. It's not going to work out every time. You're going to have that back of your head. But don't try to self-sabotage yourself either. Um, Is that what you noticed about me? Well, it's no, it, well, a little bit because you were running. But I, I, I've, I've talked to other women too, and I, honestly – I think sometimes, from my perspective, and I think guys do this too, they hold this standard of what a relationship should be, and usually it's too high. It's, it's So it, it can be pretty simple. Like, I've heard guys and gals say this many times, there's, I, all I want is a good man or a good woman. I can't, there's no good women or good men out there. And I'm like, really? So what are you looking for? You know, I, I mean, if the person loves you and treats you well, what else do you need? But I think, so that's an excellent point. So treats you well. So if you, so for me, the way that I was treated when I was so little, how do, how do I know and what well is? How do I know? Right, like well, what's good enough? 
well, that in, if you don't hit me, if you right, what oh, is he does, it? Yeah, so, he, he doesn't hit me and sexually abuse me. So that's good, right? Well, well I don't. I'm going to tell you right now. I honestly don't know. Right, like yeah. I've had men put me on a pedestal. Mm. I've had men ignore me. I've had men. Um, the whole gamut, and none of it has. None of it has been outright no i've not been abused in any of my marriages right but but i think well but you were abused before so i i have a hard that. time figuring out for me what love is and what um being treated well is well i i can only tell you from my perspective i mean as a man so if 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 you're a woman looking for a man that is a good guy, they should respect your boundaries. They should try and listen to you. Now, it's not going to be perfect because I know I get frustrated. I've had few women in my life have long-term relationships with, and it gets frustrating sometimes. But they should be putting their best intention forward. Uh, the other thing I think a, a guy and this can be cool for women too, but I'm, I'm a guy. So I'm speaking from a guy's perspective. They should show up. Oh, that's a good one. They, they need to show up where they're just thick or thin or thick or thin. They're there for you. And they got your back. I, I really like that. And as a woman, I, I think that's a two way street. I think I agree. for me, I think showing up, I think honesty, honesty, and for me, honesty is also transparency. Mm. Are you saying one thing but feeling another thing? Mm. That's not to me. That's not honesty, right? Or being transparent, right? And because that's being respectful of the other person when you're being honest and transparent with them. You're being respectful of that person when you're honest and transparent. I th one quality that I've I've noticed. That you have that I've never encountered. Well, I shouldn't say never, but I really admire this quality in you. Is even like with our dogs, it's not easy, but you don't give up. Like you set the intent that look, we are going to do these podcasts. We don't know how long we're going to do these podcasts together. We're writing together. We want to bring the dogs together because if we're spending time yeah i like to spend time with my dog and you like to we don't have a lot of free time you and right. I, we have opposite schedules to mm -hmm. the t yeah if you have the night off i'm at the restaurant right if i have the night off you're teaching yoga classes right we both have full-time jobs that we're working in addition to right um so you which I which i equate to showing up is you set the intent that our dogs will get along they will. We we will work together to facilitate that, and that to me is very healthy. It feels like if I have to guess what healthy is to me, that feels healthy. Well, I, I agree, and it's you know, like I said, I've seen this from both women, men, and women, where they have this intention of this, this standard, and if it's not starting to meet that standard, they start to if panic. it's not already there, right, right, like automatically if, there. Yeah, and it's like okay, this is not going to work. Well. Yeah. Maybe give it a chance or, you know, and I'm not saying ignore red flags <laughs> because there's definitely, you know, trust your intuition. But what you were talking about earlier is you have to know yourself at least enough to understand when you are reacting to your demons or your baggage or your damage and go, okay, I'm reacting to this this way because of my own personal issues. Am I creating this scenario in my right. head? Am I creating or... this scenario in my head? Or is this something I need to worry about? And it's okay to ask the question uh, because sometimes maybe it's not you. But it can get confusing, I'm sure, with, with you know, everybody. When we're talking about baggage or damage or demons, they're all different for every everybody. And then the person you're dating might also have baggage, damage. Well, of course they do. Yeah. So how do we come through that? And that's, I mean, honestly, that's where we can – when you have a relationship, I, I, I think, once again, Dave Blaisbrook's definition, that means you're growing together. So it's, or that's a, I would I would hope that's the goal. It, yeah, that should be the goal. I mean, it's never going to be you know 
it's always 50-50. Obviously, somebody's going to need some more help sometimes than another, and it's going to go back and forth. But in the end, you're growing together and that you're accepting that growth as you go along. Now, 20, you know, in the case of your sister, 39 years later, hey, it's not the growth has stopped and we have to move on. And I think that's another place where society has hopefully growing in a sense like, hey, it's no longer working anymore and it's okay to move on. Well, sometimes you don't have a choice. Sometimes right. if one person leaves, right. the other person doesn't have a choice. Right. And it's, it's and, unfortunate. But. Well, but, and it's never one or the other person. It's, it's you know, it's always two people. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that as I am starting to, I'm, I'm feeling better. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, I said to you, I said, I, I'm starting to care about my home again. I'm starting, you know, I, I made that dinner for the lovely group of women and I was excited. I used to cook from scratch, mm-hmm. like multi-course dinners all the time mm-hmm. when Aaron was little. Like I love to cook and um, I just haven't done it in a while and I kind of felt defeated. But now that I'm starting to open up and and I see a future, you know, Libby's going to be going to college in uh, two, two years. Two years and I'm going to be essentially on my own. Um, I think the perspective that I have to take to move forward in a healthy way at this point is I don't, I don't even know where I'm going to be in six months, to be honest. I know with Libby, I will be in South Berwick area. Right. And ideally we will be in the farm together, but all that I can do right now and say to myself, okay, right here, right now, this is how I feel. Whether I'm dating someone or I'm by myself. That's all, that's all I can manage at this moment in time, whether it's my business, my second job, my writing, this podcast, this new relationship with you, um, because whatever you and I are, it is a new relationship and it is having to try to figure each other out. And Absolutely. like, and I think uh, you said something there, I think was important is, um, you know, even if you're not dating someone, I think you have to be okay to be alone. At was, some level, you you have to be okay to say, you know what, I I don't need a relationship right now, or hey, there's nothing that's I'm seeing right now, so I'm okay to be alone. You got to be comfortable with yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry, you can see your face. <laughs> that. That was a, oh, Harry, that was a huge hurdle for me. Like what I talked about when I was in my early 20s, I couldn't leave the house alone. Right. And now I have gotten to the point that I look forward to, you know, like if I'm even out in the barn with the animals taking care of them or mucking or, you know, this is a big house. Mm. If, you know, Sarah was away in Thailand for a couple months, Libby's working and then spreading her time between myself and her father. And then she's dating and it's, it's less and less time that I find myself with someone. So I think, how do you, how do you manage that? And I think it's important because that's the only way you're going to truly get to know who you are is that, by spending and, time by yourself. And also I think it, it gives you the freedom to go. So if you're dating and you've been dating someone for, you know, put an X amount of time. Uh, you, you've gotten past the thing that superficial stage and it's like not working. What anymore. is the superficial stage? Well, you're talking I mean, about? Like it's an initial dating thing. Like, you do know, you have like, do you have like a different story you share when you first start dating someone? No, no, what what is, tell me your superficial. Like, I, I don't know what superficial, I mean, it's like that first date. Your best like, version of yourself. Like, you know, when you show up to someone, like if you're dating someone and you've been dating, like you might, you know, you show up and you give them a kiss and a hug. At the front, like you're not doing that. Like, you might Do you hug them. or kiss on the first date? No, I wouldn't. I mean, maybe a hug if I know them already, but that's about it. I think. When you when you meet someone for the first time, how do you? What are you looking for? How do you size them up? Like, how do you start qualifying or filtering out? I'm very superficial, so I gotta think. Yeah, about what it? I out. yeah, what does this superficial mean? Is that so? You're looking no, at their body no, type? No, no. <laughs> what? Well, sure, I'd like an attractive person. I'm What's attractive, attractive to you? 
I don't know, honestly. You're I mean, like 25-year-old? Yeah, 25-year-old, uh, usually <laughs> some sort of fitness model. Uh, you know. Do they have to do yoga? Uh, no, they don't have to do yoga. Do they have to like guns? No, they don't have to like guns. Amy hated guns. She's a smart girl. She hated guns. That I wonder if of, Amy and I would have liked each other. I think you would have. Actually, that's that's going to be one of my his stories, is the, the first time I, I introduced her to my family. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a good day. What, why are you smiling? Because are you being facetious, or it was, was it a it good was, day? Let's just, let's just say it was not Amy's favorite environment to be in. Anyway. Um, but that's a part of dating while... Dating because so, well, I mean, you always so once you, you look, get past that superficial honeymoon. I don't know what you're saying by well, superficial. Well, well, super, like you, you, you know, you start to become. Are you dishonest? No, you're not dishonest. But you might not really tell them like some of your hangups or your I don't know. Now that you've been hanging out with me for a month, what's your pet peeve with me about my hangups? I, I really don't know. You're definitely the Vata air, so you definitely. <laughs> you can change direction. At least direction it's not quickly. water anymore. Yeah, you can change direction quickly, which I both admire and drives me nuts. That's a pet peeve. Yeah, so, but yeah, but I also admire it. Mm-hmm. And it drives me nuts. That's okay. One thing, like, so if I'm. Are you gonna tell me what drives you nuts about me now? No, I really don't. I don't think about it. Like, oh, no, now. No. <laughs> no, but so what I asked you is when you meet someone for the first time, like what are some of the qualifying characteristics or disqualifying well, characteristics? I can tell you some of mine. Well, say like, do I want an attractive person? Of course. Now, what does attractive mean? Honestly, attractive can mean many, many, many things. Um, usually, it's a feeling. Uh, I like someone that's smart, uh, that I can have a conversation with. A superficial conversation. No, it's a conversation. <laughs> we can talk. Uh, you know, they're not like, you know, one-dimensional deep. And uh, and this, this, is, <laughs> this is to my detriment. For some reason, I, I, I seem to be attracted to women that have a very strong opinions and B will not take much shit, which is, I think it's both good, but it can make my life. But something you also shared with me in confidence. So of course we'll share it with the whole world now because we're now being listened to in nine countries. Can you believe that? Yeah. You shared with me something that you have to work on is that you're going to get mad at me for sharing this. Mm -hmm. But you shared that you tend to gravitate towards women that need you. That I have to save. Oh, saving. That saving. Savior complex. That and I and I think that's to me that's scary for both you and the individuals because Well, I'm 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 working on that saying that I can't save. I think that you recognize that is pretty powerful because I think once if you feel as though you can save someone and you slip into that role, what that really does is take that power superficially away from the woman. Right. Saying that she doesn't have that power within herself to save herself. And I think that's the slippery slope. It doesn't mean I'm not going to help people or try, but I I, I think I've realized I I, I cannot save everybody. I mean, I I learned a really tough lesson with Amy was that I, I couldn't save her. With everything... I tried and did for her. I couldn't save her, no matter what I did. So Harry's holding your hand in his paw right now. It's the sweetest thing ever. He's he's, kissing you on your hand. Yes. Oh my gosh. He's well. He's starting to whine because he's like, Dad, it's way past our bedtime. It's only eleven o'clock. This is when we used to go out to bananas in Portsmouth. This is this dog. If I'm home and I, I stand up from the couch at 6.30 at night, he gets up and starts to go upstairs. Well, where's Ruby? I'm sure Ruby's already upstairs. Yeah, she probably is. She's abandoned you guys. Yeah. So she, so he, he will stand up and start to walk upstairs at 6.30 at night. So we're going to bed, right, Dad? He's a napper. Yeah. 
Well, so what time did we start this? I don't know. We're oh, we're at an hour. So what I think like all we can do is offer what's working for us. Obviously, not a lot well, for me. I think, I think the However, synopsis of what we're talking about is I think you have to stay in the moment. You have to trust yourself. Stay in the moment. Be okay if you need to back out for whatever reason. It's healthy. If, if you know, if you're comfortable saying, like, hey, I know what I need and that relationship is not giving it to you for whatever reason, even if it's maybe not necessarily fair to that other person. It's but not about the other person. It, right, exactly. If you're not wholly there and you there, need to back out, then back out. And that, and you, honestly, if if that other person does care for you, and loves you or wants to show up for you, they will understand. You know, you do really have some good insight. Like when we connect and talk about what we're going to talk about, one of the things that you said to me, you said, you know, your heart and your mind have to be in the same place. Yeah, they do. And I mean, you can't, you know, your heart can't want something, but your mind's going to say, well, I'm going to try to sabotage this. If it's not, then you need to, to, I don't say, I want to say walk away because you may not have to walk away. I don't want to put it up. Maybe. Maybe you do, but maybe you don't. Um, I think you really have to know yourself. You have to take that step back sometimes and take a breath and realize what is really going on and then move forward in the best direction that you, you can. But I think like I still keep going back to with everything you just said right here, right now. Yeah. All of those things, because you will be a different person in two months. Right, and that's okay. In three months, in right. four months. So, and, and enjoy the like, when you said, you know, do you get intimate on the first date? Well, maybe. Did I say that? Yeah. I am so naughty. Well, that's where my head goes. But, but that's, but that's maybe that, and that's okay if you're in the moment, and if in the moment is telling you that's okay, and you're both agreeable to it. Why not? Here's the thing: like nervous energy for me is. A telltale sign. If someone you're with makes you nervous, what kind of nervous energy is it? Yeah. Is it a frightened nervous energy? Is it excited? Are you excited? Are you giddy? Are you fearful? Those are that's a real telltale sign for me. Yeah, and but that's in your intuition, right? Women have very strong intuition, Dave. It's very powerful. I think guys can have intuition, too. I'm not so sure about that. Really? (laughs) Anyway, on that note, so we're going to wrap this up. So um, thank you for listening. Um, If you have any comments or questions or bitches, gripes, and complaints about this episode, please let us know. Really, we want bitches, gripes, and complaints? Yeah, it's just something I say. And then, uh, let's see. uh, So... uh, See, now you just broke my train of thought, and here I am. Uh, if there's ideas for the podcast you would like to hear, like the subjects, that's fine. Next week, we well, next week I'm going to do a his story. I'm going to do uh, the story of Anna and the mountain lion. I think everybody will enjoy that. And then we'll come back with another podcast the following week. Do you think I'll come back from Puerto Rico, Mary? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you never know um so uh and i wanted this is something i want to do different so if you uh, would like to visit jennifer you can find her at a little something oh god no do not Lane. no do not put that and invitation out why there not? or, or, so you, store or you want to visit david if you want to bring visit him dave. free food at the studio <laughs> in new york i'm at yoga in new york in new york maine uh, so i don't know about this can, uh, Jen's store is in South Berwick, Maine. It's, it's a lovely store. It really is. I've bought several things there already. And it's no, I actually gave them to you for free. Well, you gave some stuff for free. But I charged free. you for a magnet. Yeah, you have charged me for a magnet. It was great. Uh, so next week, or the week after, I should say, after next week, gender rules. Oh, my God. This is the last thing I want to say on this podcast because okay. I had an epiphany today about you and I. Because sometimes you and I will get in these little scuffles about political discussions and you're coming from your perspective, your truth. I'm coming from my experience, my perspective, my truth. And we were, we were in your kitchen. You were sitting at your counter 
and I was on the other side of the room and you're spouting all of these sound bites at me and very intellectually. I'm not taking away from your arguments. I'm not <laughs> saying, I'm not saying that I haven't heard every single one a thousand times when I was in Augusta at the state house. Doesn't mean they're, Doesn't right. Mean they're right or wrong. I'm just saying I've been there, done that a million zillion times. And I think for the first 30 minutes, I was actively engaging. And, and after that, you just kind of shut off and you're just, you went to your progressive homeland in your mind. So. No, I wish I'd shut off after about five minutes. But the epiphany that came to me is that there's a part of us that always wants to be right or a part of us that thinks that we can convince the other person to change their mind. One thing I learned in state politics and government, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, well, thank God I'm always right. So so at a certain point, I think with you and I and other individuals in my life, I think that I know where I sit with, oh, did you hear about the state today that abortion's now illegal? And if a doctor performs an abortion, they go to jail for 12 years. In Maine? Not in Maine. Oh, I want to say... Yes. I told you about this the other day. No, I wasn't listening to you then. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I was no. like. Because I, I even said, I said, did you hear? I remember saying, did you hear what happened in Oklahoma? And you just, and you just kind of like, eh, oh, miss. You, you know what? I, thing. You know what my pet peeve about you is? What's that? When I have a very deep voice for a woman. Yeah. And whenever you do that, like, <laughs> like I am like being ready to reach moment. across the table. Because I thought, I mean, I was like. I didn't read the law or anything yet. I'm not going to say I have, but it sounded quite restrictive. It, so for all, for all the discussion about Roe versus Wade never being overturned, yeah. it is being chipped away very fiercely right now and at the state level in which that's going to have the greatest impact on individuals. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to have an opinion about this probably when we talk about gender rules about, well, maybe we shouldn't talk about that necessarily. Why? Well, cause I think I would think that is well, like I think, I think a huge consequence on, well, I think that that might be a different podcast. Wait, do I sound angry right now? Yes. Good. So uh, I think angry. that might be a different where we just talk about women's issues. You just let me know what I can do with my body and when, Right. And I just will listen. Exactly. Then that, that's everything's fine. Fine for you. <laughs> everything's so, fine for you. So we're we're planning on doing the next podcast we do together. We'll plan on doing gender roles unless Jen changes it. Nope. Uh, because what did I say to you? That I choose them, but that's okay. I, I said you have full. I have full authority to choose the weekly topic. <laughs> And then I have full flexibility to discuss anything with, under that umbrella. Okay. So that's what we'll do. All right. So once again, uh, if you'd like to visit Jen's store in South Berwick, Maine, a little something, or you'd like to take a yoga class with me or any of my instructors at Yoga New York, please do. But otherwise, we will, well, hopefully you'll hear from us in a couple of weeks. Have a wonderful evening. Thank you. <laughs>